Go ahead. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne, O oh God, we just come as humble as we know how this morning, Lord. Father, as we begin to break bread on your word, O oh God, we just ask that you would just allow your spirit just to dwell amongst us right now, Lord. Father, as we break bread with your word, O oh God, we ask that you would just allow us just for a minute to open up our hearts, open up our minds, O oh God. Father, we ask that you would just lead God and direct us in which way you want us to go in this study, Lord. Father, we ask that you would just watch over those who are sick and in the hospital, Lord. Watch over those who are homeless, Lord. Get them protection, Lord. Put your loving arms around them, Lord. And heal as only you know how, Lord. Father, we just thank you and praise your holy name this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> So we're going to begin this morning with uh, Genesis uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13 for our Bible study. This is a prelude to the actual sermon that will take place that you can find on Facebook Live, dated for uh, today, February the um, 7th at um, Spruce Street. If you want to begin uh, reading this morning, uh, Brother Amos, so that we can hear what those scripture that scripture reads. Okay, this morning I will be coming out of the Homing Study Bible, verses 1 through 14 of chapter 4 of Genesis. Adam was intimate with his wife Eve. And she conceived a, and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have a male child with the Lord's help. <clears throat> and she gave also, then she also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering. Some of the first of his stock, firstborn of his flock, and the fat portion. The Lord regarded the Lord had regarded for the Lord had regard, excuse me, for Abel and his offering. But he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious and he was despondent. When the Lord said unto Cain, Why are you furious? And why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do what is wrong, if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said unto Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper or guardian? Then he said, What have you done? Your brother's blood cry out to me from the ground. 
So now you're cursed, alienated from the ground that opened his mouth to receive your brother blood you have shed. If you work the ground, it will never again give yield to you. You will be a restless wander on the earth. But Cain answered the Lord, My punishment is too great to bear. All right, so... Uh, <clears throat> that is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. May so, God bless the reading and the hearing of that word. So, um, you know, as we look at this, you know, tech, you know most of the time... Uh, when people discuss this particular passage, they talk about being their brother's keeper and the importance of being their brother's keeper. And the other thing that they talk about is, you know, the spirit in which we give a sacrifice unto the Lord and whether or not we're giving him our best fruits. <clears throat> but today, you know, um, and the Lord has placed it on, on my heart for us to discuss, you know, what is a, a, a third lesson that we get out, out of this that is applicable to what's going on here and today? You know, we are um, actually 30 days, uh, a little 31 days past the insurrection uh, on the Capitol, you know, prior to the inauguration of President Joe Biden into office. Um, we are looking at the second uh, impeachment of a the former President Trump. Uh, we are um, in the midst of a pandemic and uh, dispersing vaccines. We have three different vaccines that are on the market now that we are dispersing to uh, the citizens of the United States and around the world to try to get the pandemic in control. Our economy um, is stands in need. It is said that it is in a worse state than what it was uh, during the Great Depression. Um, we are looking at folk that are struggling even more so now than ever with addictions and um, homelessness and, and hunger. Uh, we have our children that are learning remotely and we are trying to find a safe way to get them back into school so that they can become once again engaged and not fall behind in this moment in time with their learning. And so um, <clears throat> as we look at all of those things, uh, the one thing that stands out um, to me abundantly more than ever is that we have to make tough choices um, as Congress is sitting there deciding what type of stimulus package uh, and recovery packages they need to put together, what type of legislation they need to put in place for domestic terrorism <clears throat> excuse me how to uh, <clears throat> modify or you know upgrade the immigration laws and, and make them more applicable to the times you know we have a lot of tough choices and so we see here in this passage that Cain uh, had to make uh, some tough choices itself you know the truth is not always easy to deal with so <clears throat> what is it that stands out to you as 
the first choice because he he made you know a few choices in this passage and uh each choice came with a consequence and so um what what draws out to you uh from his choices that he made you know initial choices down to the final choice where he decided that you know the best answer was to uh to kill his brother you know to rise up and and um and what stands out to me is uh, chap- chapter 4, verse 3, where he gave his sacrifice. Um, you know, his sacrifice of the first fruits or his produce from the ground, that wasn't really considered to be... Well, God didn't, God didn't say, God didn't... Um, didn't refuse it because of what it was. It was the message that was behind. It was the thing that was done behind that offering. Um, Cain wasn't living a good life. And so therefore, when he made his sacrifice, you know, God rejected it. It wasn't the substance that he offered. It was the content of his heart. Right. And what she gave it in. Right. It it was... um, you know his his motivation behind, and and that's what you know the the thing the invisible the thread if you will behind um, racial bias behind uh, deci- political decision processing uh, behind um, apologetic messages. So we have to really examine the content of what is being given. We we have to ask ourselves the tough question of what's the motivation behind um, what's being said and what's being given. Because a, a true gift, you know, is not expecting anything in return. Right. And a true gift, you're going to give somebody according to their needs. You're going to give them the best gift that you have uh, available to give within uh, the parameters of... <clears throat> your ability but when you are looking to gain an angle when you want to gain something then the the gift becomes tainted it becomes tainted with a a motivation that causes a, a spirit of confusion to hover around if you will just a little bit because you 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 think okay yeah this is nice gesture it becomes a gesture rather than becoming something that's genuine and sincere. And so when something becomes a gesture, we sit back and we say to ourselves, okay, what is this going to cost me? You know, it it puts a seed of distrust in there. It puts, you know, a little bit of confusion. It adds so much more to the pot when we have to wonder what the motive is. But when it's a genuine gift, you know, that... Uh, speaks to the thought process of thinking on the needs of others, of actually being that brother's keeper. So if I see someone that's uh, struggling uh, to to have something to eat that needs to be fed, it's going to perceive to be more genuine for me to, to give them a plate of food than to say, uh, here's a, a, an application for a job. Yeah, they may need a job. But 
our first motive ought to be, let me get you in in the right frame of mind so that you can receive a, a hand up to, to become a better person. So this is what, you know, God's response was to, to Cain because Cain gets upset because God is like, okay, you know, I see you, Abel. You know, I, I, I'm loving that. that. That's that's a beautiful thing. You gave me the not only your first uh, uh, flock, but you gave me the fat of your flock. You gave me the the, the best sheep you had in, in in the flock. You know, you you took some time out to um, give to me uh, something that you would desire for yourself. Um, and and that's what genuineness is. Genuineness is is that when when your heart is on display in such a manner that uh, you're giving somebody something that fills you with so much joy that you're not even concerned about whether or not there's going to be a return. It's not an investment. It, it, it's it's a gift. You know, it's a blessing. It's just something nobody's asked for. It's just something that says, hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, I see you, you know. Um, um, Pastor, another thing that you have to look at in, in verse 3 is Cain's sacrifice marked the first um, mention in the Bible about an offering to the Lord. And what you have to realize is this here that some people assume that Cain's sacrifice of fruit was not accepted because it didn't involve bloodshed, which is offered for forgiveness. You kill an animal for a forgiveness. Right. But what we have to understand here is neither Cain or Abel came to God offering their sacrifice for forgiveness. Right, it wasn't a sin offering. It wasn't a sin offering, right. They came and they offered to the Lord because that was the right thing to do. Uh, that was an act of worship at right, that time. Right, 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 right. So we, yeah. have to, we have to understand the difference between offering somebody something for forgiveness or we have to understand the difference between just offering them a praise or sacrifice. That's good. That's a good. That's a good word. That's I, I, I like that because, you know, that is a part of the um, bone of contention, if you will, between the political process of this stimulus package and um, this what what it's going to take for true recovery. So, you know, uh, the conservative stand, if you will, if we were to examine that in terms of. A sin offering and a, um, a worship offering, something that says, because the president Biden is, he says in every speech that he's trying to give the people some hope. He's trying to restore hope. So hope is something that we can only have in Jesus, where where you know somebody has a, a, right, a spirit right. or anointing upon them mm-hmm. that where they've received a message or or they have a relationship with Jesus right. Christ and they're wanting to encourage. And so the the uh, political spin on it is uh, are we encouraging them or are we uh, enabling them not to to get motivated to get back on their feet? Because now they, they have observed in these unemployment numbers that there is what they call a dropout number there is there are folks that just simply have given up on um going back to work 
Right. And so those numbers are no longer being factored in on the unemployment numbers. Whereas before, you know, the unemployment number reflected everybody that was unemployed. Now we see that we, we've got a different dynamic at place that there have people that have dropped out the the pandemic, the death toll, you know, uh, and, and we we're counting the people that have died in the pandemic. We're not counting the people that not only have died from uh, COVID-19, but there are people that are dying from conditions that were already uh, in place before COVID. For instance, uh, uh, addiction, um, uh, cancer, uh, diabetes, heart disease. There were yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. there were other diseases that were already at work that were. Um, causing uh life uh altering changes yeah, in people's life by death before we got to the pandemic. So mm-hmm. the pandemic has compounded that. And so the the added grief of the amount of people that are dying which uh, you know some may say unnecessarily because of the inattentiveness of the past administration to take a a um a more aggressive approach to getting a handle on the pandemic versus, you know, where we are right now, um, <clears throat> that it, it it's, it's now created this segment of people that's just dropped out. Just, just said, you know, this is too much, you know, I, I need time to process this. And so there is a real psychological effect when we deal with trauma and so the 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 thing of it here is is this is one-on-one trauma you know uh, there it, it if we look at and we examine the word closely we will find that there isn't even a narrative in place that speaks to how this trauma you know uh played out for adam and eve we know that later on um they conceived another son but uh whether or not you know it it speaks to how that trauma of dealing with their one son slew and another son really made them feel it 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 isn't outlaid and so and this is what we are where we are now in this pandemic you know we can see that there's a, a segment of people that have dropped out and, and feel like, you know, there's no use of going back to work or they're not motivated to go back to work. But those people don't need to be ridiculed for dropping out. You know, those people, like the president is saying, need to be uh, encouraged and need to be sent some hope to restore their faith. They're not just their 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 faith in man, because, you know, man will fail each other, but the faith faith of God in man. We need to know uh, not only just around the world, but specifically in this country, that there is a restorative process to uh, believers who are trusting in their relationship with Jesus Christ, that there are others that understand that and, and offer something in genuineness. Not not like we they've done something wrong, you know. Uh, don't try to make this uh, stimulus and recovery package a sin offering. This isn't a sin offering. This is saying, okay, we see that God's hand is moving. And those of us that know better and have the wisdom, we have to do better. We're required okay. to give more. Okay, with that being said, Pastor, if you go to 4-7, it says, it reads as follows. If you do what is right won't you be accepted 
But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. So what we have to realize here is that God didn't reject uh, Cain's offering because of what it was. He rejected his offering because of his lifestyle that he chose to live. And it said that the sin is crouching at his door like an animal. You know how sometime when you're out, you're watching a movie or something, and you see an animal looking at another animal or looking at something, he crouches down and try right, to right, right, right. before he attacks. Right. That's how sin is in our life. Sin will crouch down and then wait on just the right moment to pounce. Right, and right. then next thing you know, we're living a sinful life. Right. So right. therefore, that's why Cain uh, offering was uh, rejected by God. It wasn't the the offering itself. It was his lifestyle, the life he chose to live. You know, sometimes if you just talk to people and you look around and look at different people's lifestyle, you will hear them say, man, my life is nothing, this and that. I have all these problems. Okay, but if you really take a moment and just slow down and you look at their life, then you will find something that where they wasn't living right, I wasn't doing right, but had the opportunity to right, make it right. They had a right. choice. They had a choice right. where they can make that curve in their life and say, "Okay, I can see where I erred in this first choice." I, you know, they can heed to the warning. So God is giving Cain a warning, like, you know, don't keep getting frustrated and and angry about this situation. Rectify it. You know, learn from your mistake. This is a learning <laughs> moment. Don't 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 make it worse. You know, you can correct it right now. It really ain't that bad. All I'm saying is, hey, you're, you're, you know, your brother got the, he's on the right path, you know. And and if you, you can get on that path too, we have that choice. But we, and, and the type of, of sin that crouches at your door at that point is envy, covetedness, distrust. You know, those are some powerful little pieces to be crouching down waiting for the opportunity to take hold of your spirit you know Mm -hmm. so you you know the the word says if you resist the devil he shall flee so we have to resist the urge uh to to go into that self-pity mode if you will where we we allow that coveted spirit that envious spirit you know that that bitterness, that animosity, that distrust to take hold in us that creates a barrier, you know, between what's going to be a, a, a wonderful blessing and, and a better, uh, a rational, practical life, or going d- dipping in deeper into insanity where we we succumb to irrational thinking and we start doing desperate things. Right, and it says at the bottom of. Seven, at the end of it, it says, sin is crouching at at the door. It desires for it desires you, but you must rule over it. There's going to be times in our lives that we have to take the thought captive. We cannot let the thought of us thinking negative thoughts interfere with our lives. We have to take and control that. Rule over that. You know, anytime that we want to do wrong, we have to take the, and rule over that. 
Because the Bible says that we're more than conquerors. The Bible says that we're joint heirs with Christ. And if we're joint heirs with Christ and we're more than conquerors, we have the power to rule over that. Absolutely. And it says here also in 9, it says, well, 8, it said that they went out to the field and Cain attacked his brother. Now, here's something that I want to bring up. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? And then he asked him, he said, he said, I don't know. He said, am I my brother's guarding our keep or, or whatever you want to say? Right, 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 right. But what we have to realize is this, so this next one in number 10, it makes a very profound statement. And if you're not spiritually minded or if you're not paying attention, you're not going to catch it because it says, then he said, what have you done? Your brother's blood cry out to me from the ground. Now, the same thing that he went off the Lord from the ground, his fruits, his saying, his brother's blood is crying out from that same ground. Absolutely. So absolutely. therefore, absolutely. right there, it should let you know absolutely. that God is paying attention to your life. Not only is he paying attention to your life, absolutely. but he sees and knows what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 that you know there there's consequences for our behavior, the the behavior that we exhibit uh, has a imagery that speaks. You know, it's not invisible where someone has to wonder what were you thinking, because right. you know our thoughts manifest in our actions. The word says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what we say and what we do speaks, you know, it has a voice and that voice is amplified in such a way that those that are, are spiritual can hear it. Right, right, right. And and, and when we hear, when we hear that, you know, there, there, it, 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 it's, it rents the veil it, because yeah. Jesus Christ said, you know, when he sacrificed himself, he said, he's ridding the veil. He said, I'm going to put my word uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in your minds and in your hearts. It's going to be in your spirit. It's, it, it's ingrained, excuse me, in us. So there is a mechanism within us that tells us right from wrong. Right, There's right, a, a, right, a right. mechanism in us that makes a distinction between that which is good and that which is evil. And so we can hear what we cannot see. And, and not only can we hear what we cannot see, what we do see and what we do hear becomes magnified. Right, so right, right. So it right. says, you know, we're supposed to to listen twice as much as we talk. That's what they say. You got mm-hmm. two ears and one mouth because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. But most of the time, we talk faster than we hear. And we say we hear, but we don't take that pause. You know, the, 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 the punctuation in the sentence is there for a reason. And we need to pause at different moments in time to, to take uh, the thought captive. You know, it says, take your thoughts captive. So Jesus was, uh, God was cautioning Cain, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing 
and I'm seeing in your spirit uh, by your actions what it is that your thoughts are. And I'm telling you to take that captive because you got sin lying at your door. And if it takes full-fledged hold of you, you're going to make a decision that the consequence might be a little bit more than what you think it's going to be. Um, With that being said, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next point. And you see this all the time where someone does something and then it's when you go to correct them or judgment comes down on that person, they, whoa, this is too much for me. This is too harsh. This, you shouldn't do this this much. I shouldn't be punished this much. But in 13, it says. I said, I'm sorry. Right. In 13. I apologize. Yeah. It says, but Cain answered the Lord and said, my punishment is too great to bear. Okay. If your punishment is too great to bear, what do you think? How do you think your brother felt? Yeah, what was, was your, your deed? <coughs> how great was that deed? You know, if your punishment is too great to bear, then the deed that you committed must have been just as great. Great, right. Now, that's something to think about for a minute. If you... There's a saying that if you can't do the the time, don't do the crime. And now we find here that he kills his brother. And after he get caught, because his brother's blood cried out from the ground, he said, my punishment is too great to bear. Yeah, and you know what? Something just struck my spirit just now when you said that. So, you know... We've we've got this uh, these political responses, you know, where we have to admit we're wrong, we have to apologize, you know, we we go through these gestures that are supposed to be repentive, but repentance is is the work, the apology is the confession, the repentance is the work. And somehow we have recontextualized an apology to be a repentive work. And it's not a repentive work. So a repentive work means you go through and you reestablish the trust. You go through and you uh, actually pay a price for whatever it is that you confess. And, and you redirect yourself in a manner that you no longer repeat that uh, particular sin again. Right, right, right. And so... Uh, we find in, in this particular thing, you know, we, we have to put the work in. So so previously, Cain was putting some work in and, and, and the Lord was blessing his work. But he couldn't have, uh, he was not content with being blessed in his work and, and becoming better crafted at his skill and his gifts. Instead of uh, honing his craft, he was discontented. And, and desire to find a, a, a workaround, some way to become number one. So his, his, his thought process was, if I, I eliminate my competition, and, and, and it, it's a shame that he saw his brother as competition, because his brother wasn't competition. His, his brother was, was companionship. Yeah, was companionship for him, was, was a, a sounding board. He, he was someone that, that gave him another avenue to see life in. 
You know, all of us are, have our own on, gifts and on. graces. Come and on. each one of our gifts and graces are just like the parable of the talents. We're supposed to exchange those gifts and graces so that we can gain more talent. But when we desire to, to take somebody's talent without having uh, being trained on the the workings of that talent and the, the accountability of that talent, then we end up we end up gaining something much more than we can handle and so in his decision process to eliminate his competition because he was he allowed that sin to take hold of him he now uh was uh having to put in more work to repent than than what he really wanted to do he he working three times harder than what he did on the onset like president biden is saying we need to go big it's better to go big and spend too much than to not spend enough he said you know and and, and that's that selfishness thing you know where we got uh, we get selfish and we get distrusting and when we get selfish and distrusting uh, we allow ourselves to withhold the best that we can do uh, because we don't want to do too much Okay, um, Pastor, you said something about um, about we try to eliminate the competition. If you think about it, and you really stop to look around, how many times have you seen someone, you do something, or you know someone else has done something, someone else try to outdo them by going to get the same thing, or try to get something even better, and live beyond their means? Which will hurt him in the end. Cain done something that he knew better. And then he wanted to complain at the end when the punishment came down. Right, right. Why Why you just can't um, accept my apology? Why can't? And, 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 then he, and he's not even apologetic. You know, he's not even showing remorse in this situation. Hold up, hold up, Pastor. Let me, hold up, Pastor. Let me bring this up to you real quick. Let me bring this up to you. Even when God... Gave him the punishment. He told him that you're going to be a restless wonder on the earth. He went a little bit farther and said this. Um, your presence and you will become a living uh, wonder and it, on earth. And it says that they will kill him. It says... Whoever finds me will kill me. That's the words of Cain. Right, 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 right. But listen to this. Listen to this. The Lord will always make a way out. It said, Then the Lord replied to him, In that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. And he placed a mark on Cain's so that whoever finds him will not kill him. Not only did you kill your brother <clears throat> and you wasn't living a good life, a right life in the right manner. Right, 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 right. In the right. presence of the Lord. Right. But right. he chose to still preserve you. Preserve your life. Right, right, right. He didn't do an eye for an eye. Right. Right. And it says whoever kills him. They're going to suffer seven times worse than what you're suffering. Now. And God good. Yeah. God is you know, good. And, and, good. and that's what we have to, you know, that's what I'm saying about this contentment thing. You know, we have to learn how to be content where we are. And, and God will move us in time. He will move us when 
we have the maturity and the wisdom and understanding to manage the next level that is before us. You know, that we, we see in this country what has happened when people have been promoted to positions of power and authority without the wisdom and understanding to operate in those positions. It, it creates catastrophe. It, it creates a mess. It creates disorder. It creates confusion. It hurts people in the long run because you have people operating in a, in a vocation that they do. They don't have the, the, the vision to, uh-huh. to understand how to operate. And so the people are perishing for the lack of the vision of the leadership uh-huh. that has been promoted. And likewise, you know, there are some elected officials that have been elected to uh, great positions of power that have not the vision to operate in that. They, they might be good businessmen, um, but they might not be uh, very good uh, servants. You know, they, they they may have some work that they need to understand. And people that are in an elected position are, are elected to serve. And so if we don't have a servant's heart and we're in a p- position where servitude is required, we're going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. We're going to have mm-hmm. our own personal views uh, dictate what it is that we will do and won't do Come on. rather than being objective about what needs to be done for the good of the whole. And so this is what Cain uh, was doing. He was like, okay, I, I understand that I, I got to serve out this punishment and everything. But, you know, as soon as everybody find out what I done done, they going to want to, you know, do the same thing to me. Because, you know, we don't know what type of relationship that Abel had with people. You know, and, and when you harm somebody that people have a, a regard for, a trust for, a relationship for, the pain of loss and grief can, can trigger all kinds of uh, of things not everybody can go through the seven stages of grief and, and come out with their heart softened some people go through those stop in the midst of those stages and and become hardened at the heart and so this is what Cain was concerned that he would run across somebody that had the same kind of spirit that he had mhm and he said, then, you know, the same thing's going to happen to me. And God is saying, no, this is not what I'm putting you out here uh, to suffer. He said, I- I'm wanting you to understand that there is some genuine hope. There is an ability for you to make, excuse me, make better choices. You know, and, and that's what we have to teach people. You know, sometimes people got to sit down and sometimes they have to lose what they have in order to, to, to learn how to appreciate it. They got to go back and try to earn it instead of having it given to them. So when we find these poli- these politically motivated apologies and these political stands where, you know, you're glorifying people for uh, doing something that is, you know, taking away from someone else, we are just promoting more distrust and confusion. You know, you know I, I I saw and and you know, it, it, I'm really trying to figure out how to address the matter. So there was this shootout 
And there was an investigation initially about the shootout, said that, you know, the police officers were right. There was no body cams that were activated. There's no footage that has been shown. There's, you know, no eyewitnesses that have that are available to determine exactly what happened during the shootout. So the initial investigation of the police investigating the police says, oh, they didn't do anything wrong. And then there goes through and there is another outside agency that comes in and they have the same findings. So now after they have the same findings of another policing agency policing the police, uh, they want to reward these officers for successfully surviving a a shootout. And so I I don't think in my mind's eye that that is the type of circumstance in which we ought to be rewarding someone for in pursuit of doing what is the job or the vocation that they're commissioned to do in the first place. Now, if they did something extraordinary, like they saved somebody's life, you know, like they they were able to intervene and 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 somehow bring about a, a, a servitude because they're supposed to protect and serve. So if they 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 do something extraordinary to protect somebody, extraordinary to serve someone, then um, those acts should be rewarded. But when we start rewarding folk for just doing what the definition of their job is, then when they do something extraordinary, what, what are we going to do? You know, what, what, what do they have to move towards? Do we want to motivate people to, you know, um, say if you shoot somebody, you get a, you get a badge, you, you, you get a, a medal? Or do we want to say, hey, if you protect and serve, you know, we, we want to acknowledge uh, you for your special contributions of protecting and serving. Uh, we have to really begin to examine closely the ideologies that we are embracing ourselves with. And, and we can start by opening up the scripture and looking at the consequences of choices and how those choices have consequences. Um, do you have anything else uh, for us today? For every consequence, there is a punishment. And Cain is just paying his consequence for what he has done. It wasn't a matter of whose sacrifice was the best. It was the ideal of paying for what we've done. And so often... As we look around, we see people who does things. And when they get caught or they want to say the punishment is too much, too great to bear. You know, what we have to do is we have to become spiritual and look for Jesus, look for God and not be in the flesh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, This has been our first uh, inaugural podcast on Anchor. Um, And we have uh, just completed our first Bible study. Um, This is hosted by Alan Chapel of Terre Haute, Indiana. I am Pastor Tess Brooks-Stevens. And this I have been uh, studying this morning with Brother Amos Stevens, Jr., 
And um, we hope that the lessons that we have talked about on today have helped someone put some perspective in the choices that are being made in life, uh, the consequences that come with those choices, um, how to be content in uh, where we are in life and and wait on uh, opportunity uh, to present itself so that we are in the position to receive those opportunities with wisdom and understanding. Um, If we jump the gun, uh, we oftentimes will find ourselves uh, paying a consequence that we consider too much to bear. And so we thank you for uh, participating with us uh, this morning. We look forward to future Bible studies. Uh, We will have them once a week on um, Anchor. We will um, share them with you all if you desire to, you know, to uh, help out in our ministry and and want to know more about our ministry, please contact us um, uh, through Facebook um, or uh, send us a message from the reply of the invite for this recording. Thank you. God bless and live well.